Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, cause we're the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Yes, we're the Miami Dolphins. Welcome to another edition of No Brains, No Headache Podcast. This is episode 25. I'm your host, Jordan, and I'll be joined shortly, as always, with my co-host, Matthew. On today's show, we have an interview with a Dolphins superfan. So we talk Tua, their current winning streak, and more, followed by Mad Libs. Then we're bringing back Thoughts and Prayers this week. Going to do Cleary's Comments. And then our weekly staples of mini helmet fantasy football and the CAT scan of the NFL are back. Let's get it on. Alrighty then. How are you feeling about your Miami Dolphins with Tua under center on a three game winning streak? So right now, I'm feeling great about it. Um, It was kind of an unexpected turn of events a little bit. Like, we were doing okay with Fitzpatrick, and um, we knew at some point we were going to have to turn to Tua. And, you know, when it happened, and, you know, most of us were shocked to hear the news. But, um, I mean, it's obviously he's going to be our future. And so um, I'm super stoked. Um, The first game, you know, it, it wasn't really, I don't think, telling of, like, what's to come. So, um, we'll just have to keep that in mind and keep the, the expectations in check. <laughs> but you guys got the victory. Is that all you care about? I mean, at the end of the day, yeah. Like, we just need to get the W somehow. Um, it doesn't really matter to me how we do it. And the last game was a complete, like, total team victory. So, um, to me, it doesn't, you know, have to always be the offense that's scoring and winning. Um, for us, like, the defense really came out and special teams, and that was just – I don't think something that we expected, but it's definitely something we want to see going forward because ultimately like we can't just expect one player or, you know, one part of the team to be winning for us. We need like full team victories to really make things happen and to score big. So as long as we get the W I'm happy. Um, but obviously I want this to be something that's long-term, um, and not just, you know, just not, not just the season or, or next season. I did a little research beforehand, basically figured out that you were from Pennsylvania and moved down to Florida. So how does someone from Pennsylvania become a Dolphins fan? Because I'm I'm a Carolina Panthers fan in North Dakota. It's kind of fish out of water, pun intended. But how did that happen? So it's a long story, but um, I did grow up in Pennsylvania and my dad is the reason basically that I'm a Dolphins fan because he had been a Dolphins fan his whole life. And, um, his family, uh, was kind of, there were some of them from Miami and, um, the Dolphins were really good when he was growing up. So he was a Dolphins fan and, you know, he raised us in Pennsylvania and it was really important to him that every Sunday we watch the Dolphins. And so that meant having to have like the direct TV Sunday ticket. Um, and so he, you know, had that subscription. And so, you know, every Sunday for him, it was just about football and, it was hard for me growing up. Cause I'm like, dad, like there's things we could do. Like, let's go out. Let's, you know, like, you know, do some stuff outside. And he's like, listen, like it's about football on Sundays. Like th- there's nothing, there's no debate. So, um, after I gave him a hard time a little bit, he's like, just shut up, sit down, watch the game. Um, and so I started to watch the games with him. And so I don't know, like I just kind of got sucked into it after a while. And, um, I just really started to learn a lot. He taught me everything like about the game. And um, ultimately what ended up happening was um, with the direct TV Sunday ticket, they had a contest and it was for the ultimate displaced fan. And so he's like, you need to enter this um, because, you know, growing up in Pennsylvania, you know, you're a Dolphins fan, you're like fit the bill. And like, like even like most people have never seen like a female like displaced fan who's like, you know, hardcore. And I had, I had a bedroom and it was all done up. And so, um, I entered the contest and the whole thing was that you had to write an essay, um, and explain why, you know, you're the the best displaced fan. Um, and so I did the essay and then you had to have a video. And so it's 
super corny and, and I don't like to share it anymore, but, um, yeah, so I, I was 19 and I like rewrote this song, um, Will Smith's Miami and I changed the words to be about the dolphins. And I sang slash rapped this, <laughs> this song in my full game day wig, like gear and everything. And so that video started to get a lot of publicity and it was getting, publicity down in Miami and then it was being shown on like CBS and people were like adding me on Facebook and it was just a whole rush of like all kinds of things. Um, and so, um, it was kind of weird cause like a lot of people in Pennsylvania, you know, they're Eagles fans or Steelers fans or whatever. And so I, I like really didn't know any Dolphins fans at all. And so I felt a connection because a lot of people had reached out to me who like lived in Florida or like even all over the country. And, and now like, I know people even outside of the country. Um, but I felt like, you know, it was like a family kind of. And so I just got like sucked into it, um, after that contest. And then ultimately I ended up um, getting a, a top 10 honorable mention. Um, but my video actually, <laughs> it ended up getting disqualified cause I didn't have like copyrights from Will Smith to like use the song. And so I got disqualified. Um, but the fans threw such a stink that they ended up giving me some of the prizes. <laughs> um, so that was, that was kind of how like my, my super fandom started. Well, are you glad the videos out there now? Or is it one of those things you look <laughs> back on? You're just like, Oh no. Uh, <laughs> it's there. And you know, I don't mind that it's there because it's such a huge part of, of like my story and everything. And, you know, every once in a while I'll show it to people because they just, you know, they want to know like where all this came from and how this started. So it, it is there on YouTube. Um, it's just very embarrassing. It's kind of like it was shot on a digital camera and like it's really pixelated and just not great quality. So but it's OK, I'll, I'll deal. <laughs> so I actually have seen a picture of you before. I, it came up the stop tanking picture and I feel like yeah. it's gotten pretty famous. When, when was that picture taken? That picture was taken last year. Um, and I think that picture, I can't, I think it was the Redskins game. Was it? And there was, was it before or after they traded like Tunsil and Fitzpatrick Minka Fitzpatrick was it I think it was after okay and um the Redskins game didn't go well for us and it was pretty apparent to us at that point that they were trying to tank and the coaches were making terrible calls like there were just things that were happening that were extremely frustrating and <laughs> like obviously it showed on my face and um somehow that picture just became like the definition of like our tanking season and it's <laughs> still like going viral and ESPN is using it. And it's just really fun now to see how it, it came full circle. Um, like starting with that frustration and then now here we are um, with our Tua. So <laughs> it's kind of, kind of crazy. Yeah. It's an exciting time to be a Dolphins fan for sure. And you seem like yeah. you're, you're very loyal and, and maybe tough skin since you came from Pennsylvania and you weren't surrounded by Dolphins fans. So how would you describe the Dolphins fan base outside of yourself? So our fan base is a little bit tricky because um, a lot of the people who live in Miami are from all over the country. Like even just like people from Florida, it's hard to find like, you know, true like Floridians. Um, and so in Miami, we've always kind of had a struggle with like filling the seats in the stadium we have a lot of visiting fans that come to our games. And so um, for me, like the people that I know, like the hardcore Dolphins fans, the, the super fans and the people that like inspired me to be a super fan are like the most hardcore realist bunch. Like they've been with the Dolphins through the thick and thin, like there's no changing anything about like we haven't been good for a long time and they're still here. And so those people inspire me a lot. And then we have a lot of fair weather fans and I'm sure that's the same for any other team. And with them, like, like for part of my purpose as a super fan is to like, make sure people still continue to be engaged in the team. Um, you know, <laughs> there's been a couple times I've had to like sway people to stay and 
it's just, it's hard when the team is not performing to the way that they, you know, that they expect. And, you know, like, you're like, well, how many years can I like go on watching this and like the torment and the, <laughs> the really like close heart attack games kill you and like just year after year. But um, ultimately, like right now, the fan base is so excited. I have never, ever seen this much excitement, especially for like one player, like the, the whole two a thing and how um, just like the way that he is as a person and his story and like the whole thing about his his family and how they like raised him from the ground up to be a successful football player. I think that's inspired a lot of people. And I think now too, like people are just feeling really, really like more connected with the team, maybe because of like social media and like things like that, like they can connect more on like a personal level. So I think people are really, really excited right now. Yeah. You said everybody's getting connected on social media. Could you tell us a little bit about, you're the co-founder of the Southwest Florida Dolphin Club. Did I say that correctly? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, so um, part of the thing here, like when I first moved to Florida, we didn't have a, a Dolphins fan club. And it's partly because um, I live in Naples, Florida, which is within driving distance of the stadium. And so people go to the games um, and it's been hard for people who've previously tried to organize to get enough people to, you know, actually attend watch parties and whatever. And, um, one of my good friends, Griffin Van Nest, he had been throwing this idea to me a little bit because we both live in the same town. And he's like, you know, we should just get like a bunch of people together who can watch the away games together. Like we can just chill and drink beer and, you know, have food and everything. And um, it would give us something to do, you know, for the away games, namely, um, and so we got together with one of our other friends who lives in Lehigh Acres, who's, you know, pretty close to us here, Keith Matheny. And we said, you know what, this year is the best time to start this and to like really get serious about it because of COVID. We didn't know at first if we were going to be able to come to the games at all. Um, and so we, you know, now we do. And so we've just decided that, you know, we'll go to the home games and then for the away games, we're going to organize watch parties and we're going to make it something that people you know, we'll really want to try to come to, you know, it's not just going to be like, Oh, let's just watch the game. Like we're having raffles. We're trying to make it so that it's like something, you know, a little bit more fun than just coming to watch the game. And we're trying to connect with dolphins fans in this whole Southwest Florida area. So basically anywhere from like Tampa down. Um, Cause I do believe Tampa has their own club. So we're just trying to target people. And um, it's, it's hard to find dolphins fans over here for some reason, but it's like kind of like right now, like you see somebody with a dolphin's hat in the grocery store and you're like, Hey, guess what? We just started this, this club. And so <laughs> that's kind of where we're at right now. And then just, um, we're trying to get on all the social media platforms to try to get the word out. Watching last week's game. I was like pretty excited to see Tua, but I think it showcased that the dolphins are a good team overall because their defense just showed the Rams that, Hey, we can play. We don't even need our quarterbacks to pass for 100 yards and we can beat you. Just judging from you talking, I'm assuming Tua is your favorite player, but do you have any other players that you kind of like spotlight on? You're like, that's my guy. Yeah, so I, I don't even really say that Tua is my favorite player because I haven't like seen much of him, but um, I really love Devontae Parker. I think you know, he's definitely like pro bowl contender um, worthy. And I think last year he got shafted, you know, with regard to the pro bowl, but um, he's definitely one of our best receivers. And also I love Mike Gusecki. Um, I got a little bit of a chance to meet his parents. Um, they've, they've come to some of our tailgates. So um, I feel like a little bit of a connection with them and, and he's just really, really shown out. Um, so those are my guys. <laughs> so the, this year I saw that, I saw from your Instagram that you're basically on the Jumbotron 95% of the time, it seems like. But how is it like with the games and COVID? Is like, are tickets way more expensive? Or what's the atmosphere like around that? So I expected the tickets to be more expensive, but prior to Tua coming out, um, they were reasonable. And I actually. At first, I wasn't too sure about the game day atmosphere because it was very quiet because of lack of fans. It wasn't anything like what we were used to. And having a social distance, you're like basically two rows away from the next fans. And it, that's just so different from what we're used to. And, you know, um, having to wear the mask, it's it's very difficult 
cold when it's 90 degrees and you're sweating and you you're trying to yell and like you're not sure if your voice is projecting and security is so tight they are like if you put the mask like below your nose they are on you um and so the other the main thing for me that was kind of troublesome was not being able to tailgate because that is a big part of my game day experience um and so we've kind of found ways around that we've we've done a couple off-site like mini tailgates and we've done some tailgates in our vehicles (laughs) (laughs) which is basically what they're allowing right now you can tailgate in your vehicle you can do whatever you want as long as you don't get out and as long as you keep the windows up and so (laughs) a couple friends have done that um but overall the game day experience has improved and i think they've really taken some of our feedback that we provided the first couple of games um so namely i had been kind of upset a little bit about the um like the they would do like jumbotron activities for the fans like they like had completely cut that out and the the music was terrible and they got rid of the third down siren. And like, those were just things that we felt like there was no reason they needed to cut those things. It didn't have to do with COVID. It's already bad enough that we don't have our cheerleaders. We don't have our mascots. We don't have the fins force who like normally like go around the field and get the crowd hyped and, you know, shoot t-shirts and like all that part of the fan experience is already gone. And so we had put some complaints in and <laughs> they did fix a lot of that. And so there's a lot more jumbotron interaction now and um last game i I had a couple uh, appearances on there and i mean mostly like if you're you're a fan and you're dressed crazy and you're dancing and you're having a great time and you know getting excited they're gonna put you on so (laughs) that's that's my thing is just to try to get the crowd hyped up so where do you rank yourself on the dolphin super fan hierarchy <laughs> I can't put myself anywhere near the top. Like some of these super fans have been doing this so long and they're, you know, a lot of the, um, like the outfits are, are very involved and just people go, go really all out. Um, so I would put myself probably somewhere in the middle. <laughs> uh, I think your outfit is pretty all out yeah. for the pictures I've seen. That's, Let's try. If, if I wear a jersey on game day and not like a Panthers T-shirt, I'm like I'm going above and beyond. You, right now, you're wearing a Dolphins hard hat. Like, come on, Matt. Could you grab the? I have something to show you. I can't wear it during the interview because of the headphones, but I have something to show you. And this will show it. This will tell you who my favorite team is. Oh my god! <laughs> Skull. <laughs> Yep, Matt bought That's me great. this hard hat one day, and uh, I, I wear it every once in a while. I'm not like you and wear it during the uh, during the games because I think it'd fall off about 20 times. But I have my own hard hat as well. I just wanted you to. That's see awesome. That. <laughs> yeah, and this hard hat I only like started this last year as part of like the rebuild process. You know, I thought it would be fun to do a construction theme. And then this hat, like I have the two hats. I have the pink hat that's from the stop tanking photo. And that's my October hat for breast cancer awareness month. And then I have my every other month hat. So my orange one, Um, but this hat is actually super comfortable and it's adjustable. And so when I'm like, you know, flailing around, it doesn't fall off. So (laughs) I could wear it all day. Really? (laughs) Yeah. You seem pretty comfortable in it. Very comfortable. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> so back going back to when you became a Dolphins fan, I know the Dolphins from like the early 2000s. I loved Zach Thomas and Jason Taylor and those guys. Do you have, is there anyone like growing up you're like, that? I need to watch him. Like, I love watching that guy play. Yeah, so like you said, Jason Taylor and Ricky Williams were actually like, my first two jerseys that I had as a kid and I still have them. I was actually just looking at them the other day and they are so beat up. The numbers are like peeling off and I'm like, I got to get these into a frame now. I got to see if I can like get their signature somehow and frame it up. Cause those are just like my first jerseys and I cherish them so much because those players like were so good during the time when I first became a fan and like that just, they captivated me. So, so important. (laughs) When do you think you'll be comfortable and confident in saying the Dolphins are Super Bowl contenders? And there is no wrong answer. There is a wrong answer. (laughs) (laughs) That's tough because I think like 
with the AFC, it's, it's a little bit of a challenge right now. Like the chiefs are amazing. And I just, I guess maybe after we play the chiefs this year, if I can see that we beat the, you know, last year's Super Bowl champs, maybe then I will feel like we're kind of there. Like they're just Patrick Mahomes is amazing. And I mean, I feel like they're kind of the team to beat. Um, and so, I mean, if we can come out and like really beat them, then I will feel like, okay, maybe we've got a shot here, but I would also need to see like, you know, what our record is and how the rest of the games go. So that's a tough question. Do you have, so like being in a Panthers fan, I don't really like the saints very much. I, re- I like Drew Brees. I respect him. Are you, do you hate one team more than the other? Like, we play this team, let's stick it to them, or are you just the whole AFC South? You're like, North, yeah. East, West. East, <laughs> AFC East. The whole AFC. So, yeah. So I think it's probably, for me, it's going to be a, a tie between the Jets and the Patriots. And, I mean, I, I think I hate the Jets more, but I don't really have a good reason for it. But um, the Pats, obviously, like, everyone's hated them for a long time because they've been so good for so long. And so like, it's always (laughs) like, we always just want to come out and beat them, but the jets, it's, it's just our rivalry and it's just the history of our franchises and we don't get along. And, you know, I love to, to harass their fans and they (laughs) they do the same to me. So, um, it's kind of like, um, it might stem a little bit back to like some of my family members who are <laughs> Jets fans too. It's just like a family rivalry as well. So I don't know. I, I would say I have to go with the Jets. You said that you like to, uh, with your fan club, you like to watch the away games together. Have you ever gone to an away game? Yeah. So I um, actually went to the Jacksonville game um, this year, um, which was cool for us. Cause um, we don't, really do too many um away games the one that i had gone to previous to that was atlanta a few years ago and right when they um they first built mercedes-benz stadium and that was so cool and we love that stadium and we had such a good time with the fans there and so i definitely wanted to do a lot more traveling this year jacksonville was easy because it was just you know it was drivable but i did have plans to go to denver but that game was rescheduled and it just didn't work with my work schedule um, and I wanted to go to Vegas to see the Raiders, but you know, they're not having fans right now. So, um, I guess I could still change, but as of right now, that's a no go. And I wanted to go to the MetLife takeover, um, which is our big like thing we do. We go to the, well, I can't say we, cause I've never been, but, um, our fan base likes to travel to MetLife stadium and, um, watch the jets game. And I've never done that. So I had plans to do that as well, but um, I guess they're not having fans either. So my plans kind of fell short because of COVID. Um, but maybe in the future I can travel more. I feel like it'd be pretty easy to take over the Jets stadium now because <laughs> yeah, they're right? basically a CFL team at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. How are you feeling about the Dolphins' chances on making the playoffs this year? They have the extra team going to the playoffs. Yeah, I feel really good, to be honest with you. Um, the Bills right now, we're, we're kind of chasing them a little bit. So, But I think we can get there. I think you know now we just have to try to work on developing Tua and like getting some chemistry with the receivers and like really making sure our offense is happening. Um, we just traded for a new running back, so... We'll see how this like offense, if they can pull it together, like for the rest of the season, I think we can do it. Absolutely. I know I'm rooting for you and we actually have two close friends who are Dolphins fans. Um, So we're definitely going to send your juju their way and vice versa. And hopefully you guys can make it to the playoffs this year. I think there's a good chance. It would be great. Our fan base is kind of starving for it. So uh, I would fully love it. Thank you so much to Allie, Dolphins super fan known as Dolph Freaky. You can follow her on Instagram and Twitter at DolphinsLady99. She's also the co-founder of Southwest Florida Dolph Fan Club and also does work with 305 Sports, so check her out. Thank you so much for coming on, Allie. Thank you so much for having me. Fins up. Fins up all day. All right, Matt, episode 25. It's a nice round number. How do you feel about that? Whoop, whoop. 
Before we get into episode 25, I just want to say thank you to everyone who entered our Halloween Yeti Rambler giveaway. Our finalists were Dads on Dayquil podcast as Jay and Silent Bob, Spy Hards podcast as Hulk Hogan, Lucy with the Mario Party, Four Nerds by Nerds podcast as Ghostbusters, and the winner is Spy Hards podcast. You can follow them on Twitter at SpyHards with Tiberius and Cam. Come to the counter to claim your prize. Wait, never mind. Thank you to everyone who entered, and I hope everyone had an exciting and safe Halloween. All right, Mad Libs is back. I mean, we only did one last time, and I made it up, but we actually printed some off. I asked Jordan for a couple words, and he gave me the following. Farnsworth, Bright, Ocean, Rwanda, Milking, Magenta, Nipple, Butt Crack, Run, Shoulder Blades, Noodle, Psychotic, Toilet, Flop, Crabs, Spaceship, Dense, Johnny Tsunami. Give it to me straight. Bring it on, baby. Okay, I gotta... Mentally focus. Yeah, I gotta try not to laugh through this. Yeah, I don't want this to be a flop of a segment. Oh, boy. I can't, I can't turn around because then I wouldn't be facing the mic. Dear Mrs. Farnsworth, I am truly bright for disrupting yesterday's class on the native customs of the ocean tribes of Rwanda. <laughs> it was rude of me to burst out milking when you explained that the tribal chief wore a magenta feathered headpiece in the shape of a winged nipple on his butt crack. <laughs> and my decision to run in a circle with my shoulder blades outstretching while chanting... Noodle! Noodle! (laughs) Was very inappropriate. Even though I was only trying to mimic the psychotic native dance. I understand there's a time and place for that kind of toilet. (laughs) And your class was not it. I know that you flop very hard as a teacher (laughs) and deserve respect for teaching me and my fellow crabs every day. (laughs) I hope you accept my sincere spaceship. And believe I will never exercise such dense judgment again. <laughs> Sincerely, Johnny Tsunami. No, son of a... <laughs> Thank you for the Matt lib, Matt. To you and your fellow crabs. <laughs> I also did one, and I asked Matt for the following words. He gave me sad, slippery, juggalo, shitting, garden gnomes, armpits, fisting, bear trap, Fried bats, aardvarks, poor people, 31, bitch, ear, crocodile, aggressively, and enema. Once again, it is the time of year when parents can get rid of their sad kids by sending them to a slippery summer camp. Today, they are mostly theme camps. There are football camps, computer camps, juggalo camps, (laughs) shitting camps, And special camps for children who like to make ceramic garden gnomes with their armpits. These camps have classes in fisting. (laughs) And in remedial bear traps. But all summer, camps feed the kids fried bats and make them sleep in aardvarks or rickety poor people. I'm going to puke. Every kid has a counselor who is a big 31-year-old bitch who doesn't know his ear from his crocodile. But kids aggressively put up with these indignities because they love camp and hate to go back to their own enema. No, son of a... That was a classic. Yeah, got me going. T's and P's is back. Thoughts and prayers, Jordan. Thoughts and prayers. This week, my first one, Leonard Shoulders. The man fell through a sidewalk while walking in New York and fell into a pile of rats. Leonard Shoulders? Yeah, the old Lenny Shoulders. It sounds like a fake name, but... Let's just, let's back up a hair. Who is Lenny Shoulders? Uh, just a guy that lives in New York who's walking down the sidewalk, sidewalk caved in, fell through into a bunch of rats. Well, that's a real shot to the self-confidence. Yeah, and he couldn't yell for help because he didn't want the rats getting in his mouth. 
That's a lot of rats. Gotta watch. Yeah, out. that's my fucking nightmare. Yeah, thoughts and prayers to me sleeping soundly because now I'm gonna have rat nightmares. Rat mares. Thoughts and prayers to deer. It's it's buck season in North Dakota. Does too, so good luck to all the hunters out there. Um, I do not have a tag myself, but I tell you what, if I did, I'd wake up bright and early, cover myself in doe urine, and head out to my tree stand, if you know what I mean. Speaking of seasons, canned food drive season. T's and P's to the people that have to receive those canned food drives because everyone is willing to get rid of all their shitty canned foods for people's Thanksgiving. Looks like the Johnson family is going to have a can of lima beans, expired pears, and some dog food that they accidentally donated. T's and P's to Chicago Bears wide receiver Javon Wims' temper and common sense for that matter. If you don't know what happened, he got into it with a cornerback of the New Orleans Saints last week. Did you see the play, Matt? Yeah, it was the equivalent of Rick Moranis getting sucker punched on the street unprovoked. Yeah, this guy just comes up to the defensive back on the other team and just starts punching him like it's a boxing match. Um, you know, I, I love the players getting a little rowdy. I love passion, but there's just no place on the football field for that. That's just ridiculous. He claims that he did some other stuff. It was like a recess fight in third grade, you know. He said, he said, yada, yada, yada. You're both idiots, you know. I, I would, I never, I don't get it that they punch people that are wearing 20-pound bowling balls on their head. Yeah, I was debating T's and P's to his hand, but he didn't have any sustained injury that we know. Speaking of injuries, T's and P's to Justin, don't know his last name. Man was invited to do a backyard wrestling match, and if you have been around me or are in the family group chat that I accidentally put this video into, you know what I'm talking about. This man gets up on the middle rope to celebrate his start of his match, does a little spin, jumps off, and promptly snaps both of his legs and dislocates his knees. It is... Oh, they were dislocated. Uh, yeah, he had to have 45 hours of surgery and started a GoFundMe, which I felt so bad for laughing at him for a while. I donated $10. Are you telling me that backyard wrestling doesn't have an extensive healthcare plan? It's not very good. Okay. And the fact that no healthcare provider is going to be like, well, how'd this happen? What, what are we paying for? He's like, well, so there was this thing in this guy's backyard. Well, I was trying to bring the walls of Jericho down as a warm-up, and next thing you know, my both my knees were uncooked spaghetti. So. He looked like a wacky inflatable tube man outside of a furniture store. Yep, it is absolutely sickening. Matt is a sick, twisted bastard with a sick sense of humor. No, the sick... Twisted bastard is the ref who was counting him out to stand up. Dude, I didn't see the ref shove that video in my face and start laughing. I saw you shove that video in my face and start laughing. Let's move on. It gives me the heebie-jeebies. Cleary's comments is back for... I don't think we've done this in a while, but... so We literally took maybe one episode off of Cleary's comments. Well, I did. And I did. we still did Cleary's comments. We just didn't title it okay well i committed voter fraud what's new uh my address changed and i didn't want to go get a new id so i just decided to tell them that my address was my old address oh my gosh matt we better get the popo over here also i'm having a really you i'm having a really dumb week too that was just like Tip of the iceberg, you know. Uh, you are the type of guy to, like, feel bad about that crime. You know how many places I've lived in the last 26 years of my life? My address has been the same the whole time. Does it really matter if the government knows where you live or not? As long as you're not an illegal alien, I don't see any problem. Uh, I listened to a podcast, and they were talking about candy bars. And one of the hosts mentioned that Heath, bars are good in blizzards obviously talking about the dairy queen blizzards and for about two minutes i was thinking what makes heath bars good in cold weather what is, is this your new cleary's comment i don't know what are you talking about i don't know did you listen to any word i just said prior no <laughs> what do the heath bars have to do with fucking anything i just said 
I don't know. Have you had a Heath bar? Jesus Christ, man. I need to smoke mar- more marijuana to deal with this. Holy cow. <laughs> what? I was talking about voter fraud and illegal aliens, and your mind goes DQ and Heath bars? What the? They're one in the same, practically. Yeah, nobody likes them. I haven't had a Heath bar, so I can't speak to it. I'm in a never-ending battle with autocorrect. In slash on may be the death of me. Moreover, my phone is so intelligent, it doesn't know the word ejaculate. It will tell me when I've spelled it correctly or incorrectly, but it will never suggest the word when I'm having a hard time spelling. No pun intended. Why are you typing the word ejaculate? I talk a lot about certain things. And it was probably to you, Matt. <laughs> so yeah, a lot of the time you get shit and shut mixed up, and I find it comically hilarious. Oh, I've given up on autocorrect. I type shit out because you and I text more than people know, and you get it. If you can't figure it out. Yeah, we got to shit it down. I mean, you get it. I just don't understand how if I spell ejaculate incorrectly, it underlines it with like the little red thing. So then you click on it to like fix it. Nope, it won't fix it for you. But then when you do spell ejaculate correctly, it won't. It won't bat an eye. Very confusing. Also, in our recent discussion about our neighbors to the north, I typed out Canadians, and it changed it to vandalisms. <laughs> so I don't. What the fuck? I don't that? know what Can- I don't know what Canada did to Apple's autocorrect division, but. Apparently vandalized something. Also, yeah, I had to fill out a Canadian address, and their zip code is a bunch of random letters and numbers. And their addresses have six numbers in them. It's stupid. Hobby Lobby is confusing. (laughs) Don't edit that out. It's confusing. So everything is on sale. Absolutely. There's 50% off, 75% off. I mean, technically speaking, any retail store, everything in the store is technically on sale. There is a, I was going to say for sale sign, but a discount sign on it. And then everything, the the numbers on it, the barcode, price, the price on them the price. is really small. And I couldn't find it on a lot of things. So I walked around for like a half hour and then you said you're on your way over, so I just left. Yes, Matt. In America here, we exchange American dollars for goods. Um, the amount that you exchange would be called the price. <laughs> Question, was the discount sign also on sale? I, I think you could probably buy it there. But I just walked around for probably a half hour. I'm walking out, and they're kind of looking at me like I didn't buy anything. Like, you going to buy anything? Nope, just take it. Don't have any hobbies. <laughs> Is that a store where you can negotiate price? Because there should be more stores like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if I'm not able to negotiate price. Or they should have like a damage section where it's like best offer. Where it's like, oh, someone dropped this TV off of a yeah. 30-foot lift. You get what you pay for. Microsoft went down two points. Discount aisle. I get it. We've all been there. Speaking of discounts... I've recently tested out the job market because apparently you can't retire after a few months of podcasting. My projections were way off. So I dusted off the old resume, and it's so fun reviewing your old shitty jobs as you're applying for a new shitty job. (laughs) Am I the only one who will add a month on both ends of employment to pad the stats a bit? I've added a year. (laughs) I think I put I worked at the state for like two and a half years, and it was like off and on for like six months. Yeah, I just kind of round up to the next decade. But my, I mean, most of the time it's true because by the time you apply and interview and do your training, yada, yada, yada. Because my example is one time I was hired for a job at the end of November, but I didn't start till December. I'm putting November down all day long. Okay, maybe even October because that's when the idea formulated in my head. And it took a lot of time to out of my day to formulate that idea. I usually don't even put months. I just put years and I round up. So if I'm there for 13 months, dollars to donuts, I'm putting two years. 
Yeah, I didn't even have to, like, uh, adjust my resume. It was just a straight-up application, which was nice. Filled out the whole fucking application, and it deleted itself, so... Why do they even ask for a resume if they have you fill in all that shit anyways? I was just going off my resume <laughs> as, like, my key to fill out all of my information. Did they still ask for your resume then? No. Oh. Well, I offered it. I offered the old resume because... Um, I went to college, and they taught you things like that to just offer your resume. Um, needless to say, I won't be working for the man for long. Oh, we're still on Cleary's comments. <laughs> I'm having a real dumb day, guys. You said week earlier. and Which one is it, day or week? Don't lie, because you already have twice. Days turn into weeks. Turn into... I think that's from Rawshank Infection. Give me a uh, liter of cola. There is a live-action Pinocchio debuting later this month. Yeah, there's a live-action Pinocchio in my pants last night. This might be the worst movie to come out ever. How do you do a live-action Pinocchio? They should do a live-action Shawshank Redemption. Now that's something I can get behind. They should do... Okay, there are so many books. Oh, boy. Good books. Best-selling books. Yes. Fiction books. Yep. Why don't you just make some of those into movies? But no, they're like, oh, live-action Brave Little Toaster Goes to Mars. That's going to be a great film. They should live-action Stuart Little. Now that's something I could get behind. They did three of them. They should live-action Indian in the Cupboard. Now that's something I could get behind. I already did that. No, they didn't. Yeah, they did. Matt, the, the movie The Revenant was not a live-action portrayal of Indian in the cupboard. Oh, I think I'm thinking of Brave Little Soldier or Little Soldiers or something. Soldiers in the Cupboard or something. You, you had me at hello? Isn't there a movie where the soldiers are in a cupboard? That is Indian in the cupboard. Yeah, that's live-action. Yeah, you pop it into the old VCR because that's what you got, and that's not live-action. You know what live action means? I said live. We are live right now. Should we? Should we just? How do we? How do we give our listeners back the last two minutes? <laughs> you know what? Don't edit any of this out. Okay, I think well, let's make it up to them. Can we tell them our idea about our first international trip? Yes. Okay. This is a great opportunity to say thank you to whoever has listened or is currently listening from Brazil, Pakistan, Slovenia, United Kingdom, Australia, Belgium, Netherlands, Ireland, France, Czech Republic, Singapore, Canada, Germany, and Indonesia. Matt and I have decided we will go to whichever country has the highest percentage of listeners, A, when there is not a pandemic, (laughs) And B, we can afford it. Where do you think we're going to end up? Also, should we just take Canada out now? I don't have anything yeah. against Canada besides it, it everything. It can't be easy. Cards on the table. I think Singapore would be sweet. And you can get like a five-star hotel for like $6. Cards on the table. I just think your homeland of Ireland. I think I'm going there next year, though, so. Well... You're not going unless it's, what do we say? We have decided we will go to whichever country has the highest percentage of listeners. You can't go on a different trip. That's that's legally binding in my notes here. You know our dumbasses are going to get fucking Pakistan, right? Well, we need, it's up to Pakistani listeners to what, decide that for do us. Do you price line a Baghdad trip? Have Do you have a deal with the Pakistani government to listen to our podcast right now? Uh, I don't, I'm pretty sure I made fun of Singapore people for making shoes. You're, and when you say you're pretty sure, you're spot on. Or maybe it was Vietnam. That was no, Singapore. It, it definitely Singapore. We don't have any Vietnamese listeners. Not true. Mini Helmet Fantasy Football Week 9. The season is flying by. Last week, Matt and I faced each other head-to-head. But we did points instead of categories. Matt, do you care to elaborate how that ended up? I got my doors blown off. Just a quick recap of who had who. 
You had Mahomes and Cook, and they single-handedly beat me by 20 points. Okie dokie, then. Matt and I negotiated. He has two shooters now, um, but we're not going to stop him there if he wants to take another one for losing. No, I actually only have two because I didn't score Ingram yet. Okie dokie, then. Matt has two. What did you get? I don't think they were very good this week. Uh, So basically, if you looked at our shooters and said, give me the two worst ones, that's what I got. I have 99 butterscotch and 99 whipped. Whipped. Kudos on the pronunciation. I also see, are you going to chase that with a sugar-free Red Bull? Yep. That's going to be an interesting combination. Well, Matt is trying to open his shooter, which seems to be a challenge for him. Not surprised. I'm going to go ahead and make my first pick. Now, remember, everyone, we are playing. You get to choose your position as well as your player. I got the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm going to go ahead and pick James Robinson as my running back, please. Matt, how was the shot? Quick uh, <laughs> Gut reaction, go. A one. Okay. Sorry, I was trying to write stuff down and decide if I want to keep going or just take the sweet release of death. San Francisco 49ers, their entire team is hurt. You should go bold pick and go Mullins right now. Give me, who's that receiver? You don't have to take your next shot, but. The rules state if then you have to forfeit your player. I'll negotiate that. You don't have to take your next shot, but you have to forfeit a pick. No. That's a very smart move. I need to look up their death chart. Well, we are waiting for Matt's pick. This episode is brought to you by Alcohol. Drunk Worldwidely. Yeah, give me Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins. Not Mick Nolans. <laughs> Is that what I said? Oh, I wrote down Nolans. LeGarrette Blunt. Got the San Diego Chargers. The Raiders. Chargers play the Raiders, so therefore I will take Justin Herbert, quarterback. Herbert, Herbert. That dude has a shitload of acne. Yeah, it doesn't matter, though. He's got a cannon and a bright future. You should see his arm. But that's, what is a cannon, Matt? I believe uh, a cannon is an old, old wooden ship. I got the Buccaneers. Well, take your pick from that boatload of talent. Better pick the right one, though. I'll just take Gronkowski. I got the Houston Texans. You know what? This guy was almost traded, and because of that, he's going to have a huge game. Will Fuller, please, wide receiver. Um, my third pick, Carolina Panthers. Give me Christian McCaffrey. Matt gets his favorite team, and when healthy, the best player in fantasy football. He practiced in full yesterday. Oh, he's playing, Matt. I'm confident. My pick, the Indianapolis Colts. Andrew Luck, tight end, or flex? Who are the, t- the Colts' tight ends? Eric Ebron. Nope, he plays for the Steelers. Jack Doyle. And Moelle Cox? Moelle Cox is out. Is he? Give me Doyle. Give me their healthiest tight end. I don't care who it is. I want the tight end. I have three AFC South teams right now, <laughs> and it's and none of the Titans. Yeah, it's Doyle or Trey Burton. I want Doyle. But Doyle rules. I'm just going to take it in the shorts with the tight end position. Yeah, but when your quarterback gets 50 points and then running back follows it up by breaking every franchise record. You tied the records. There's the Titans. All four AFC South picks have been picked. What do we do? I got wide receiver or tight. I'm going to go with Derrick Henry for my flex. 
I think that's the third week in a row I've had. Yeah, you've had L track for three weeks, and, and if my next pick is the goddamn Jets, <sighs> the podcast over, buddy. Matt's hoping for the end of the podcast. <laughs> oh, I thought that was the Jets the way it looked. <laughs> the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. I will take DeAndre Hopkins for my flex, please. Wow, that was... Now you might get the Jets, though. Let's not rule the Jets out for you. If I get the Jets, I'm not taking anyone. Kansas City Chiefs for my wide receiver. I will go with Tyreek Hill. God damn it. Do you just want to bet two shooters next week straight up? No, let's do the 25-point thing. I think that's a good round number. All right, just trying to jazz things up a bit. All right, you got a butt chug with seltzer and only take a half shooter. I don't know if you know this, but I've lost the last six weeks of mini helmet fantasy football. It's got to be some sort of record. Yeah, I took my skate off and tried to stab someone. A lot going on in the NFL this week, Jordan. The Chargers, as much as I love Justin Herbert, Anthony Lynn might be either the worst coach of all time or the most unlucky coach of all time. This year, he has lost five games when having a double-digit lead. Pete Carroll, for example, is 60-1 and one when having a double-digit lead, and that one came two weeks ago. I like the Chargers. It's just not their year. And see, that's the thing with the rookie quarterbacks that are doing well. Herbert and Burrow is because they are mobile and have just rocket arms. You look at the quarterbacks that suck in this modern day NFL, Sam Darnold not doing well because he's not that mobile. Josh Rosen flamed out. He's on his third team and he was like a top 10 pick. But you got guys like, I mean, Baker's not that good, but he's mobile. Josh Allen can move. Danny Dimes is doing okay for having a shit cast. You need guys that can, one, make up for having a shitty offensive line, and two, make up for not having great skill position guys. You might have one or two in there, but the fact that they just hike the ball and then run for their lives, it's like the scene out of Waterboy when he's like yelling at the other quarterback. He's like, don't touch my mom. And he's like, please don't hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> that that's basically what it is because it just hikes the ball everybody collapses yeah and my notes are really like after that I had canned food um <laughs> so Drew Locke is he my, back in the MVP my guy race? he is to his team might be the most valuable person out there because they suck something awful. That's what I wish the MVP was. That's why Russell Wilson should win it because he is, without Russell Wilson, that team sucks. Without Drew Locke, Denver Broncos don't win a game. Drew Locke was caught dancing again on the sidelines, which is one of the reasons why I liked him because he was just doing that shit on the bench and everyone loved him. But I am the absolute... So the guy from Moneyball, when they're talking to the scout, and he's like, the ball just pops off his bat. He's like, yeah, but can he hit? Yeah, just just explodes off the bat. That's how I am with like Drew Locke. I'm like, guy can throw. The ball just comes out of there, goes forward. So is he back in the MVP race? I think right now he's in the top 30. That's another curse we have on this podcast. We just start hyping up. Drew Locke and just gets injured, fizzles out a little bit. It's going to take time. It's going to take time. And for my Carolina Panthers this week, I'm at this real rare point, and I think you are too with the Vikings. Do you want them to tank to get a better pick? Or do you want them to sneak into the playoffs? Because the playoffs, remind you, is seven teams from each league. 
There's that third wild card spot. You must not know me very well, Matt. Well, the Vikings right now. Have I ever said tank? Have I said tank once on this podcast? The Vikings roster is set up to win now. The Panthers is not. Yeah, well, you signed Teddy Bridgewater. That was your first mistake. Uh, Refuses to throw touchdowns. Yeah, I think he's averaging 1.2 a game, 1.1 a game. Just over one a game. Man. I tell you what. I tell you what. I mean, I don't know what you're saying about me thinking the Vikings are going to tank. And if you're ready for my Vikings monologue. Hit me. I'm open. Let me. No, son of a. The Vikings beat the Packers 28-22 on Sunday at Lambeau Field. I didn't watch much of the game. I saw the end. I listened to a lot of it on the radio. But it was a good victory. I'm not going to say I predicted this because I certainly didn't, but I did have that feeling all week of, like, this could be a random week where the Vikings randomly show up. They get Dalvin back. He went off three rushing touchdowns as well as a receiving touchdown. He was he was their whole team, and quite frankly, that's okay every once in a while. I don't care how you win at Lambeau. A pretty impressive win. If you look at the Vikings' schedule going forward, here's something I will predict. The Vikings are about to go on a heater, and in a couple of weeks, this 1-4, anxiety, it's all going to be away. Like you said, there's seven teams going to the playoffs. I also heard some speculation that they may be open to 16 teams, so eight teams from each conference to make up for COVID nonsense. Did you hear that on Paul Allen this morning? I just saw an article. I didn't really even read into the article. I just saw that it was an idea that was being tossed around. Kind of makes sense. For the sense of competition, they would definitely want to do that, depending on how uh, COVID really interacts within the league. But... Minnesota Vikings, 2-5. and five. They got Delvin back healthy. They came off a bye. They made a trade. They kind of, it was, I think it was just to get rid of Unique Ngakwe just because he just was new to the team. Kind of got to save a little bit of face. And they put it up to their other guys who, you know, came up and ultimately ended the Vikings-Packers game. So they play the Lions at home on Sunday. Apparently Matt Stafford's out. Uh, due to COVID, I don't know if you made that up, but no, it it came out a couple hours ago. Uh, my first thought on the Vikings is I owe uh, Nick, one of our loyal listeners, an apology. Dalvin is a top five running back in the league. I was pretty convinced he wasn't otherwise. Uh, after last week, and more specifically, that screen pass he took and basically made everyone on the Packers defense look like they were in a wheelchair. Dalvin is a top five running back in the league. Vikings should throw the bank at him and throw Kirk into the nearest volcano. I don't know if the Vikings should throw their money at him. It just doesn't really make sense for running backs. Unfortunately, it's a position that you got to hit them while they're hot and then move on to the next one. I think that's kind of been the philosophy that the Vikings should adapt going forward. I'm not saying they should just throw Delvin to the curb, but let's not go blowing our load on one position because that worked out so well with the quarterback. And so they say that saying that's like minor setback for a major comeback. I think for the Vikings, it's more like major win for just a fall off a cliff. And with Matt Stafford being out, I'm predicting the Lions beat the Vikings. And AP, Everson Griffin revenge game, AP has more rushing yards than Dalvin Cook. Matt, why do you give more insightful information on the Vikings than your beloved Panthers? It's quite concerning. Uh, Because everyone, all they do is talk about the Vikings around here. CMC playing this week, by the way. Matt, did you hear the countries I listed off? That's our show for this week, everyone. Thank you so much for listening from Matt and I. We really appreciate all of your support. 
As always, if you want to follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at NBNH Pod or No Brains No Headache Podcast. Looking forward to next week, we have a guest who is both sophisticated and hilarious. He is a molder of mine, so I'm looking forward to that. Should be a lot of fun. It is also Veterans Day, and I would be damned if we had a podcast and I didn't celebrate the veterans. So ahead of time, thank you so much to all of you who have served our country. We will definitely be doing something special for you all next week. For the rest of you, take care of yourselves and have a good day.